0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast, and I really enjoy providing food for thought for business owners, especially small business owners. And if you're in the role of owning a business, and you are also playing the role of marketer, then a lot of what we talk about in this podcast is probably for you. And if you're a marketer working for a small manufacturer or a small retailer, or perhaps an online e-commerce kind of business... And you, too, are also looking online for content about marketing, especially related to marketing for small business. Then I'm really hoping you'll find this podcast informative and that the topics that we bring you are food for thought in this wonderful era we're living in figuring out the new modern digital marketing is is a challenge at times especially as we get older especially if you've been doing something like I have for decades and you're trying to navigate through this and I always tell people one of the best things you can do is hire really smart people in your orbit you need really bright and talented people, and you need to listen to their advice. Even if at times some of the advice seems like it would go against everything you've ever been taught in your entire life, you need to listen to the really smart people around you. We have right now in our podcast studio one of those advisors I have in my life that I'm very lucky to have, one of those very intelligent and uh, ambitious uh, young professionals, uh, Sam Siebert, Idea. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> and you. today we are going to continue the theme that I introduced on the last podcast, this idea of if you're building a website from scratch or if you're starting from the beginning, mm-hmm. that you, as you put together the talent to put together your website, you need to be thinking about three things, and that's programming, pictures, and paragraphs, and I'm trying to just simplify. You could make putting together a website very complicated, right. or if you're a small business owner and you want to simplify things... You could look at it as, what do I need to mm-hmm. consider? Mm-hmm. What do I need to accomplish? I need to think about programming, pictures, and paragraphs. And first of all, That's when nice. I suggested that this as like, the topic, yeah. I just want to hear your reaction. Because uh, <laughs> Sam Siebert has been working in digital marketing and SEO and uh, building websites for clients uh, for a long time now, and mm-hmm. you have a great deal of experience in this area. Mm-hmm. And when I first said, okay, let's just think about breaking down the idea of building a website into these three areas, mm-hmm. programming, pictures, and paragraphs, <laughs> you, came, you gave me the that look that you're doing nice, right now. I uh, like the alliteration, but why, uh, what does it fail
1: us in some way? It's it's bigger than Well, of course things, it is. But – you know, I think when uh, no matter who you are, when you're looking at your website, you know, the most important thing is to see how it's performing. You know, make sure that uh, Google Analytics are installed. Are you looking at your analytics? Do you understand your analytics?
0: Well, what I proposed in the, in the other podcast and when I, when I tossed out this food for thought mm-hmm. is that this is just related to building the site and Ooh. that maybe some of that kind of stuff is mm-hmm. related to the marketing you might do after it's built. Right. So you first want to build a site that you're proud of that your team is proud to share, that represents your company and your brand well, Mm -hmm. and then you worry about all of the performance of it after you've launched it, and that the performance of it and the marketing of it is something that happens after it's launched. Okay.
1: Well, the marketing, you definitely want to uh, be planning out ahead of time so you know what maybe features or functionality is going to be needed on the site. Um, as far as, you know, long-term plan, that's something that, you know, everything that your marketing is doing is coming back to your website. Sure. So making sure that at least you have an idea of what marketing initiatives um, you're doing is cohesive with and functions appropriately with the website.
0: And obviously the functionality has a great deal to do with the programming. So, in, Correct. In so in we'll start a program. We're going to start a program because <laughs> that's what I want to talk about today. And comparing uh, hiring somebody to write your site from the write all the code to do uh html from scratch to hand code the site as they call it right Mm -hmm. or use wix or squarespace or wordpress content management systems systems. what what is a content management system so
1: a content management system is the platform that your site is built on Um, so starting at kind of the the lower level you have the wix and the squarespace's of the world uh, that are the easiest to use for someone who isn't a programmer who doesn't know how to code who just wants to be able to go in and put up a website. Um, There are obviously limitations with it. Um, You're not able to customize as much. Um, If there are additional uh, plugins or integrations that you need, you know, it's maybe not as friendly depending on what you need the site to do. Um, But it's the easiest as far as someone to be able to go in and sit down and use one of their templates to build a website. And
0: in my mind, the Wix or Squarespace would be the least expensive way to put up a decent-looking website for a small business. And what right. else What else am I missing out there? There's Squarespace or Wix. There's some others. Those, those
1: are the two main ones as far as a, a, a template. Kind of go in, sign up, pick a theme that you like, and then put in your own information.
0: By the way, and that's what I was getting with with this this idea, is putting in your own information is a ton of work. It Ru- is. Coming content, up with writing. The Im-
1: content writing. Content writing. Putting together the site map of what the website should look like. How do you want users to flow through the site? What should the content be? How much content, the call to actions that you want users to take in certain sections and throughout pages of the website. And um, all of that work you just
0: described, does it f- that doesn't fit under the pictures. As I was thinking of pictures as the graphic design and the, the photography and the logos and images and buttons and all of that. You and usually have a content
1: writer who's responsible for writing the content. Sure. As opposed to uh, if you have a photographer or a videographer who is creating the visual content for the website.
0: So along these lines... uh,
1: then a graphic designer who's doing the logos or maybe some of the image files. Right.
0: And And I think part of the purpose for throwing out this idea of of just for food for thought is that an employer or or a marketer or a business owner that's trying to put together a team or select a vendor or figure out who does what work, Mm -hmm. uh, the main point of it is that the programmer is probably not going to be a photographer or a writer. And that if if you, you need to be able to hire these skill sets individually... That you need to, that everybody needs to work together.
1: Right. Well, and everyone now has an iPhone, so they think they can just go out and snap picture and right. or video, and then right you're good to go. Um, but there's a lot more that goes into it than just being able to press a button on your sure. smartphone.
0: Well, st- just getting back to the idea of programming and and f- putting the st- structure of the site together mm-hmm. and deciding if, if you know if you're going to do Squarespace or Wix, or what's the, the okay. what's the next level up?
1: Probably a WordPress, which started as just a strictly blogging platform, um, has evolved into a little bit more of a more complex here there than a Wix or Squarespace. Um, there's additional integrations and plugins that you can do with WordPress and customization that you typically can't or is more difficult to do with a Wix or a Squarespace site um
0: you're a fan of wordpress are you if, if clients come to you and say we want to build it's WordPress, e- it's an easy
1: site that's not just it's l- less cookie cutter than maybe a, a wix or a Squarespace can be um with that being said depends on how much people you're working with no code i know a little bit of you know html and i can go in and i can edit you know the css and little thing you know enough to be dangerous but i can't i don't i usually don't sit there and writing code from scratch we have a developer who sure. does that. I just know how to go in and edit. So there I'm comfortable with it. Whereas Wix and Squarespace, you'd get a template, whoop, 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 plug in your information, and then there's your website. Right. Where, yeah, WordPress, you can get a little bit more advanced with it. And then from there you've got, and there's a slew of content management systems. So that would be something you would sit down with a, you know, marketing professional and kind of see what your site needs to do to determine what is the best platform for your site to be built on.
0: And is it fair to say there are probably a number of small business owners or marketers working on a very tight budget or with limited resources who need to put up a website, and they go to a Squarespace or a Wix or maybe even a WordPress, and then they discover how much work it is, e- even when the site is up and you oh, have... M-
1: just the maintenance just of Just the, the maintenance
0: thing. of it, and I see the maintenance of it as the... Pictures and paragraphs, R- writing all of the it's blogs, adding and text, content, adding all site, of that content, um, doing audits
1: to see what improvements you can be making on the site, looking at the analytics to see how users are engaging with the site and how can you make adjustments to it. Um, how can you improve your ranking on certain keywords? I mean, once the site is up and built, it's not a you know, once you build it, they will come. Right. It's it's built and now you have to figure out how it's performing and make the necessary changes or adjustments, and keep the site fresh.
0: And what I want to do is save some of that discussion for the idea that once the site is up, that's part of promoting it. That's part of digital marketing. Correct. And so analytics or AdWords or all of the SEO work, uh, it, it obviously goes hand-in-hand hand with your programmer. We can your, do
1: a whole, your, uh, a whole uh, other course. segment on SEO. Of course.
0: But, but keeping us on track here with the idea of choosing the right structure. Mm-hmm. Do I do a Squarespace uh, because I'm on a tight budget or I just want something quick? Or do mm-hmm. I do a WordPress that might be a little more involved? Mm-hmm. Or t- let's talk about the idea of hiring a programmer. And what co- what is required? What is the baseline that you need to hear from yeah. one of your clients to say, are we going to hire somebody to write a... S- a
1: Typically, the people don't just <coughs> write strictly an HTML site anymore. That's a... And uh, you see a lot of old sites that are, they're not built on a content management system. They are just solely HTML-coded websites, which makes it very difficult to edit and update the site. Um, you have to find someone who knows the <coughs> programming language the site was built in to be able to update, edit, and do anything with the website. So it's more cost-effective to maintain and it's, more difficult in the long run.
0: And there are content management systems for...
1: More complex websites. For more complex websites that are
0: hand-coded or written, uh, customized, let's say, that are not on a WordPress platform. I I would
1: recommend if your website is not... If it's just strictly HTML, um, that you build your site on a content management system, um, what that would be is, again, dependent on how complex and functionality need on your site, but if it's you if it's all HTML then or you know whatever programming language it's coded in, you have to find someone to go in. You need a programmer to do anything. Where if it's a content management system, usually you can work with knowing how to go in there and edit and make changes as need be.
0: Sure. How do you get the the programmer and the creative, the graphic designer or photographer and the writer to all work in harmony. What is, ah, um, yes, that's recommend. the In, yeah. strategy of the site, the, the strategy. S- yes. What is that person called? What is that? What is that role? What is that job entail?
1: Marketing or the, the, the you know, <coughs> it's coming up with the strategic direction of the website, um, kind of mapping out what content you want to be putting out there. You want to be writing these blog posts. All right, here we go. We have someone who writes them. What images would uh, go along, you know, what kind of visuals or videos or infographic or what? Have you, do we want to have go with that? Um, What kind of programming are we going to need? So you kind of lay it out, and then you have these people who are able to go out and fulfill the pieces of.
0: It's fair to say that that a lot of people, like me, a small business owner who believes that they can manage this process and be the general contractor. So I'll bring in a programmer, or Uh I'll I'll have somebody put up WordPress, and then I'll hire a writer. And of course we at, at our company we have photographers. Right. So we can take our pictures and we can do some graphic design and we can almost mm-hmm. uh, almost like a DIY but I have to hire out mm-hmm. you know I don't know how to install the WordPress database or to make the WordPress work on the hosting platform right. or what. I don't I don't even know enough about it to talk about it intelligently. But I know that we have people that can get that done for us, right? Yes. yes. But I know how to write a blog. Mm-hmm. And there I have to turn to some of the professionals here at different times i can't figure out how to get the text into the blog properly i hit post i hit the update i clear the cache or whatever the heck that thing is you know they'll call it the cache whatever that thing is i push all the right buttons and it's formatted ridiculously right and i have to call somebody I mean, to it's change a, the it's,
1: font it's a full time job of just being able to keep that information fresh and knowing how to go in there and add to the site and what is the goal or the purpose behind that blog post what are the keywords that we're looking what's you know putting the whole rhyme and reason together for it and then working with someone of okay what can we create that goes along with this post um, visuals that we can also use when you're sharing it on social media um, so it's yeah
0: the idea that a small business owner can do anything, you know. Some of us just believe, well, I can manage this. I can. I've run projects. I can hire a programmer. I can. I got the pictures over here. I got a whole. I got a whole digital asset library filled with images I love. We'll just put those up, and and mm-hmm. I'm, I can write. I know I've mm-hmm. got writers, so I can do all of this. Yeah. But if, a small
1: I go for it. Let's go see how it comes <laughs> Let's out. see how it goes. <laughs> good luck with that. Right. <laughs> right. But then I- if, if
0: there's a small business owner or a marketer I- listening to this, uh, we'll call it the food for thought, that thinks, well, maybe I'll hire an agency, mm-hmm. what in, the, in the process of looking for the right vendor, the right partner, and, and you think of the, the traditional ad agency and now you think of there's a lot of uh, what, uh, digital marketing firms, mm-hmm. what, are th- what are the terms? What are the terms that uh, that you would even Google? Do you Google, you know, I'm looking for an ad agency in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm looking for a web developer. Like yeah. it, each, each Google search, searching for a vendor to help you with this is going to come up with different kind of agencies depending on how they see themselves or how they classify themselves.
1: So a marketing agency, advertising agency um, typically are, you know, who you would want to reach out to in terms of, where do i even begin mm-hmm. um, and be able to sit down with one or a couple companies and kind of figure out where should i begin in this process cuz if you just google i need a website you're going to be getting all the ads Wix and for, Squarespace and all right. the
0: national or even when you set up your google places for the first time mm-hmm. and it says do you have a website would google google could give you one somehow
1: yeah and, and or if, and if you don't then you'll just keep getting calls <laughs> right from them, and until you change your phone number, <laughs>
0: well, right? Exactly. Well, is do you think a lot of small business owners might believe that they can't afford to go to a digital marketing firm or a web think, and design and development firm? That
1: well, I don't know if they, I, I think it's probably depending on, again what they need to do, or less or are more cost effective than they would assume. But I think it's just one of those things. It's just a huge undertaking to them. So there's like, eh, I, I have a website. It's up. I don't even want to mess with it, mm-hmm. if it's, you know, but not knowing how much potential business or brand awareness or reach they could be missing out on by not updating the site, not knowing how it's performing, just setting it up and ignoring it, and then just hoping that that's enough.
0: So we all have in our lives At least that- It's
1: convincing, yeah, then that, yeah. guess what, <laughs> you need to update your website. Yeah,
0: you have to, yeah, it, the site- if, you don't,
1: if not, then why do you even have it? Just- yeah. What if? Birds what if people
0: ground. feel like, well, I have to have a site, but I get plenty yeah, of business from all my old contacts that right. I've been doing business with for a hundred years.
1: Great. But I have
0: to have a site.
1: Yep. If you ha- if you have if you feel like you don't need it and you're in a good position, great. But yeah, once the, all the, everybody miss- in your network is that doesn't retired. mean that yeah uh, you're missing out on potential business leads and
0: I think where I'm going with this whole segment of, of Programming Pictures and Paragraphs, is educating w- the small business owner or the marketer on the idea that if you if you have a really smart person in your life who's capable of putting up a website, mm-hmm. you might be disappointed in that they did a great job in putting the structure there. The, the code is there. You own the domain. You can go to it. There is, there's words and pictures. Mm-hmm. But the site isn't what you wanted. And you go to that person and say, this site needs to look better. It needs to... St- Nobody's going to buy from our company based on this site, but it works. Right. And that if you were angry with that it's super brilliant person that does the programming or knows how to make, that you would have to understand that it's not going to be in their wheelhouse to be a photographer, to take the mm-hmm. pictures that really tell your story, to, to write the blogs or to, to mm-hmm. put together the text and content is not their job. Right. And it's a different skill set. It's a different person. And how do you deal with clients like that that say, well, I just want to get this site up? And you say, well, there's so much more to it right. than just putting well, up the WordPress.
1: Well, first of all, I would hope that someone would know what the website looked like right. <laughs> and signed off on it prior to it going right. live. And then they're like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they know what the, you know, the branding and the website and things are approved and they're happy with it before it even gets to that point. Um, so you
0: might be picking your theme in if you're going to do a WordPress site, and you're choosing themes, you might be doing that with your programmer. Or, that can happen,
1: or working with clients to see what are some websites you like. What's you know what are some aesthetics of some sites that you like the the feel of, the functionality of, the you know trying to map that out ahead of time so you don't run into a you know fifty hours worth of work put into it to them say you know I don't like it. You know, it's working with, having an agency work with you along the way and mapping out what it should look like and how you want it to to feel and to function.
0: What's the advantage of working with an agency over trying to find your your really smart high school buddy that's Mm -hmm. now knows how to do all this stuff and put up a site? Your best friend's nephew. Your best friend's nephew that has a camera. (laughs) And then, you know what, my you know, my sister's friend is a really good writer, so she'll just do the blogs and, th- th- you know, that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and homegrown kind of put your own team together. Yeah. What's the advantage of working well, with an ad agency? Especially what if What if people believe that the agency is going to be that, – that approaching a digital agency would be more expensive to get it done than it would be if I just contracted out all these parts?
1: Right. Well, I think uh, going to an agency, you can start getting some quotes before you can make – you know, I would say – meet with some agencies, kind of map out what you want, see what their rates are, how much they think it's going to be, before you dive into just taking the project on yourself. Uh, But we actually had some uh, clients who, they come to the site, they're like, we need our site updated. like, oh, well, we didn't build it. You know, we can try and get access to the site to go in. Who did it? Oh, it was my best friend's cousin's nephew, Ben. Okay, well, now we have to figure out who Ben is, how to get a hold of Ben to get access to the site, to be able to go in and change it. And it's a whole, it's, it's it's more of a pain in the ass long term oh, yeah. than just this quick fix of get it up and done, and then I don't have to worry about it. You know, you have an agency who then you, you can manage rely all on the passwords
0: who, to the hosting account,
1: exa- and that you know, if you're updating things or moving things around, you have an agency who know who has people to do each part that's needed on a website. But then it's also you can you know contact them. And you know, right. and who and who's also able to maintain the site and make sure you're not, you
0: know. on the on that issue because you stru- struck that something just struck me that is super important is when you have clients who don't remember where their site is hosted mm-hmm. or does it or where it's registered or mm-hmm. where the who owns the domain mm-hmm. or what the uh, admin and password are to yep. how does that how is it possible because this happens more often than than you would expect. And I always tell people, the login and password to your registrar, to your domain, yeah. where you have it registered, if it's Network Solutions or if it's GoDaddy or if it's domain.com or whatever it is, mm-hmm. this is like the title to the car. <laughs> so if you go to the dealership and you spend $25,000 on, on a van for your company, you know where the title is. Yeah. But there are business owners who do not know where their site is hosted, and how, why is this even important to lecture on? Or if, well, a, if somebody's listening, go, why do I need to know, so shouldn't if, if my web developer know, know where it's hosted and what the login is?
1: Right, and do you even know who your web developer is? Right. Well, he's the kid <laughs> from,
0: yeah, from high school. And
1: um, well, there, there are uh, websites, third-party sites you can go to and put in your website, um, and it'll tell you where it's hosted. So at least you can start there of where is my website even hosted at, You can go in and...
0: Does it ever happen that you are working with somebody that they made their website six years ago? Yeah. So they they did all of that work once, they haven't touched the site since, Mm -hmm. and then where do you begin? Just as you said, you go, what's a domain that you, not like who is, or is that what it is? You go in and you Google your own domain.
1: Well, yeah, there's like third-party sites that you can, if like I need to figure out my domain, or I need to figure out what content management system my website is built on, you can put them in Google and there's sites that you can go to. Put in your URL, and it'll have that information of here's the content management system that your website is built on. So you have a, you can kind of start with knowing that information if you don't already. Um, and same thing for if you don't know where it's hosted, it's easy to find that out as well.
0: So we've talked about the idea of the programming and the and the platform and uh... you should be on or having a content management system and Mm -hmm. uh... you know using an agency versus uh... you know hiring all this uh, contracting people directly to come in and work for you But what we need to talk about now is how important security is Mm -hmm. and is it possible that if somebody has a website that's been up for three or four or five years and they haven't updated the content and it's they haven't done a lot of seo work it's just kind of a site that's just there because their business needs a site Mm -hmm. Why would anybody want to hack those sites? If, if you're not selling something online and you're not taking clients' credit card numbers, you're, it's just well, a brochure about your company, why would hackers even want to get into it, and well, why do you even not, need security? It's not
1: necessarily about hackers getting into it, but, uh, for example, we had a client who um, needs to update or wanted to update their website, um, and not even the, the whole website, just parts of the website – um, but we couldn't update that feature because they didn't have an SSL certificate on the site. So Google won't even do some certain updates if you, they know your site isn't secure.
0: That's the HTTPS feature? Yeah,
1: it'll yeah, say like if it's secure or not secure when you're right. looking at a URL and having that SSL certificate. Um, so there were some things we couldn't even do without making sure the site was secure before we could update the site to make it do what the client wanted the site to what's,
0: do. What's what's Google's reasoning for doing that? They don't they don't want to point people at sites that are not so, they want they want right. to favor sites where the proper security work has been done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. See that's uh, because this that's idea correct. of getting a uh, word fence. We have on our WordPress sites, we have mm-hmm. word fence. And, we, and and, it, and that's the only why, reason and I got it is because our sites got hacked. Yeah.
1: And I thought, well, who's going to hack our site? Why no, would yeah, anyone it's not care? Like the, it's, it's not like <clears> someone's <throat> like, oh, we, I need to get into that site. Well, we got, got malware. Great. But we it's got just – it's a code out there that's able – you know, getting a bug and a virus, and it's it's hacked that way. It doesn't necessarily mean there's someone in their basement trying a million times to log into your website.
0: Right. Well, they have they have <laughs> codes, uh, uh, you know, code it's, generators it's, that –
1: it, yeah. Well, it's
0: I tell you what, how they got into our sites. This is good advice for anyone thinking about coming up with a, a new website or updating what they already have. We did something really stupid. It, you know, our our admin. Uh, you know, the login was admin and the password was kitty cat. <laughs> and you know, the just the dumbest kind of. Actually, the problem we had was um, on one of the sites that we were operating. The everybody's login for WordPress mm-hmm. was their first and last name.
1: Oh my so gosh! So, do you have SSL certificate? We do. Okay. We do, and okay. the,
0: and we have w- the Word Fence to protect it because mm-hmm. the people had hacked into the site, and the the password was one. It wasn't Kitty Cat, but it might as well have been and so the username so the Admin problem
1: password password Right. <laughs> <laughs> password
0: of password was password yes <laughs> and the problem was you could go on the site and look at the list of employees the small you know photography studio mm-hmm. and you have four employees listed and all four of them had logins to the wordpress that were their names and they did use really stupid passwords that were easy to for the You know, the hackers run the the code that 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 you can guess the do a million attempts to log in,
1: and that's where, um, out of the programming paragraphs and pictures comes in. That's where you have someone who's programming or
0: right, uh, this falls under the programming role, of
1: course. Can come in and add code or things to the website that help make it more secure. In addition to the, you know,
0: to to summarize, I mean, I know there's a lot more to digital marketing and to Mm -hmm. the SEO, and I I, I see all of that as, as coming as you. Put the site out to the world, and then you're ready to market and launch. That's when you really start looking at analytics and the performance of it. But I see that falling into the digital marketing realm. Mm-hmm. What I'm what I'm going for with pictures and uh, programming, pictures and paragraphs is the <laughs> idea that how do we get this thing started? How do yes. we get the site up? Yeah. And uh, with that, um, I think we've reached our time limit. We are certainly close. I like to keep these to mm-hmm. under 30 well, minutes. Well, and so I would
1: like to invite anyone who has specific questions. Common concerns uh, to reach out to myself or Dan.
0: Yes, you can find uh, Seabird Advertising. Yes. Uh, Sam at seabirdadvertising.com. Advertising.com. S- S- I- I- e- correct. We know how to spell <laughs> it. There you go. I even know the number. I have my Rolodex in my head 330 628 5595. I don't know how I do that. I, I that remember is our phone number. Yeah. That is the office number for Seabird <laughs> Advertising. But and I'm happy Modena. to take
1: a look and, you know. Yeah. Answer any questions people have. About well, this. take thank a look you initial look at the website for coming
0: in and being on the podcast. I mm-hmm. really like talking about topics that might appeal to small business owners, and mm-hmm. just it's th- important if if you glean one thing about you know just being able to figure out how to talk to the program or mm-hmm. what your goals are with your, your site or, or what, what do I, how do I get started? One possible way to look at it might be programming pictures and paragraphs. Crazy idea, yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Mosher Media, of course, at mosiermedia.com and facebook.com slash Media. Super excited that this podcast is now on iTunes and the Google Play <laughs> Store. Thank you, Clayton, for making that happen. And, of course, you can always reach out Thanks, to me Clayton. through my email, dan at mosiermedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you and uh, talk to you on the All next right. one.
1: Cheers.